0: We see a lot of our competition and we see a lot of the people in the industry. Yeah. They're focused on having a big company, having a very high top line revenue. Yeah, Our vision has kind of switched a little bit. We don't want to be the biggest. We don't want to have the biggest team. We don't want to make the most money. We want to be the best at what we do. So our goal is to serve our community as best as possible by being the best that we can be with our you know, specialized and very exclusive team. How did that like kind of shift? Did you guys talk about that as a team? Yeah. Like, was that intentional? Yes, we noticed that to be bigger, to do a lot of these, to, to scale at a high rate, you had to take on specific types of projects that we weren't we aren't very interested in. So we like taking on things that are more unique, things that can tell a story, something that really touches both us and our clients. Glad to be here, man. Nah, no. thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, man, awesome. It, it's been a long time coming, right? It's been like, yeah. a couple of attempts. A couple of attempts. Last week we had like 10 days of freaking <laughs> rain. That is insane. Yeah, it's busy. Yeah, man, it's roofing season right now. Dude, that was insane. Beautiful fall day. So yeah, give the audience a little bit of a, like a snapshot. Braga Brothers Contracting. Yeah, Braga Bros Contracting, that's us. Family business, so it's me, two brothers, and our father. Our father has been in the business since the early 90s. He was primarily a subcontractor for other builders and general contractors that would use him and his large network of of laborers to complete their projects. My brother Pedro, who's our middle brother, actually started working with him as an assistant project manager in late 2016. Started basically just learning the trade, helping my father out. My father isn't fully fluent in English. And from there, Pedro learned the trade and then my brother and I, Tiago, came along in 2020 a couple years later after realizing like, hey, they have something decent going on. Maybe we can help them out. Maybe we can take it to another level. And we came along and now we're here. I'm glad to be here. How did that originally start? Did you approach your dad? Like, hey, we think we can help you help you out. Like, obviously you had to come with some value. You didn't want to be like a freeloader. But right? Yeah, for sure. So we saw how the business was being ran and we, we looked at other models of contractors and construction companies that honestly, from Instagram and, and TikTok and everything, they looked like they were doing pretty well and they looked like cool companies. And we said, okay, we're pretty cool. And <laughs> and we, our dad does some pretty nice projects working in some higher end, high class areas. What if we can like document this and, you know, make something cool out of it, like some type of a Netflix show or, or a TV show. And that's when me and Tiago talked about it. Tiago's always been tech savvy. Um, I knew he had like the editing capabilities, although he was never an editor or even tried editing. I knew just from his technological skills that he could probably put something together if we can grab some content. So after speaking to him and Pedro, I was like, hey, like we uh, we can take this thing to another level. Like daddy, our dad's doing good, but let's take this thing, you know, let's level up here. So that was from day one. You had that idea, like that content, the documenting your projects, like you had that in mind. Yeah, from seeing Six and the Gram and everything. From, from day one, I mean, we are like we're we're Gen Z kids, right? Like we we're, we're young guys, so we yeah. we grew up on editing our own Call of Duty videos, editing our video game videos, like that. That's that's kind of like in in our blood. Okay. So when we saw TikTok of these companies doing these type of things, or we saw you know car montages or whatever it was. We just thought, hey, like we can do this with construction and, and make something nice out of it. Wow! So brand first. Yeah. Okay. Brand brand is always always comes first in our opinion. That's where, where did that come from? Like, was that like like growing up, or are there like iconic brands that you were attracted to? Or? Yeah. So for instance, like we were big uh, video game guys. We were big football guys. When it came to video games, we everybody knows Phase. Like the Phase uh, Phase is like a a clan of of basically video game players, and okay. we noticed like okay. They became their own brand, their own video game brand, like a team, like um, okay. a MLG team, basically. MLG, Major League Gaming Team. Okay. And after- okay. I don't know anything about gaming. <laughs> so this is all new to me, but yeah. I got like a, like a Like a crew. Exactly, like a crew and everybody, and they made their own YouTube videos. They started making vlogs, but it was mostly a lot of montages and things that made them look, you know, cool. Like, like things that we were attracted to. And after them came like other, basically Major League Gaming Teams that just started mimicking them, or it was them and Optic really, just two big, of the biggest like video game things okay and we said okay we know toll brothers i remember when you met us we kept talking about toll brothers i was like the big brand that we knew yeah. we didn't we didn't see much of their like branded cool videos and stuff we knew that they were like the boss of the construction industry. yeah toll brothers is like a big track home builder like big community builder. yeah yeah Just in jersey are they um yeah toll brothers is a uh, they're like s p not s p 500 dow what is it public company yeah they're wow. a public company so they're like they're a big deal And we said mm-hmm. And we we're like, we we looked up their story and in our group chat before our company was made. I actually said like, when it, when we were literally just starting, when the concept was becoming the idea of the Braga brothers, I said, these are the Toll brothers. Look at their story. Like these guys started in the '60s, three brothers, and look at this empire they built. Like I, I think we can do the same thing. And once I sent that in the group chat, my brothers were like, yeah, that, that's that's pretty sick. And that's when the idea started coming to fruition, started coming to life. And that concept of the Braga brothers, we all kind of like, uh, we saw it. And that's when we, you know, decided to take action. Wow. So is that still a vision to be like, to have that type of, uh, uh, a company like <laughs> a Toll brothers, like the empire, if you will, do not want to share all the secrets? No, it's just <laughs> the vision. I'm not sure if it's, if it expands that far out anymore. Okay. If we want to be that, that empire. Okay. Um, we see a lot of our competition and we see a lot of the, people in the industry they're focused on having a big company having a very high top line revenue yeah we our vision has kind of switched a little bit we don't want to be the biggest we don't want to have the biggest team we don't want to make the most money we want to be the best at what we do so our goal is to serve our community as best as possible by being the best that we can be with our you know specialized and very exclusive team okay i like that how did that like kind of shift and Did you guys talk about that as a team yeah. like was that intentional yes so we noticed that to be bigger to do a lot of these to, to scale at a high rate you had to take on specific types of projects that we weren't we aren't very interested in so okay. it's a lot of turning and burning it's a lot of volume a lot, lot of repetition and that's just not something that we really are intrigued by that's not something that really drives us we like taking on things that are more unique things that can tell a story something that really you know touches both us and our clients so every time we take on a project or a client it's it's always it always feels like it's so unique and it's like we're we're telling a story telling their story so that's it has to be worthy of like getting like a video of right exactly like if you have like a small like (laughs) 20 square roof like an average doghouse or whatever like it's more like this like siding like if we're doing like a a vinyl siding job which we rarely do but it's not really anything special you know so we're not going to put that on the gram. No, that's not making the gram. <laughs> that doesn't make the cup, man. <laughs> huh, <mate? laughs> well, I like that. I wanted to like dig into that vision because I think so many, I know, because we talk to companies every day. We work with so many. I talked to a guy last week. He's like 2 million bucks a year for the past few years. All right. His prospective client. All right. Like, where like where do you want to go? Like, what's your vision? Oh, it would be nice to do 10 million. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, like, why? Like, I don't know. Like, that's, you know, I could do it. Like, there's no real reason yeah. why behind it. I uh-huh. see that so many, like all over, as you know. Yeah. It's like 10 million. I want to scale, scale, scale. Yeah. It's uh it's like, why? You know, like, why? I'd rather. I, mean, I, I don't know. Like, ours has shifted a little bit too, but it is more about like quality and controlled growth for me anyway. Yeah. Profits nice. Yeah. You know, and then the more as a young company, the more projects you do, the more uh, chance you have of things going wrong and then potentially tarnishing your brand, right? And to try to do a whole volume of projects. Yep, for sure. You lose, start losing the quality control, and it's also like the quality of your clients and the people you wanna be associated with, you know? We wanna have that small, um, exclusive team that you know delivers excellence, that really is about delivering quality. So if we're working with hundreds and hundreds of people every year, it's yeah. gonna to be tough to really deliver that that level of service that we wanna deliver. So yeah. like you guys, you guys are more, you guys are starting to specify on the clients you want, right? Like. They have to fit your vision. You guys have to be a good match for each other. It's the same thing with us. with With each client we meet, we grade them. <laughs> it's yeah. not something we we tell people a lot, but me and Page are after every consultation. We talk about the grading of the project and the grade of the client. Oh, so, yeah? so if the client is meeting that criteria and that level of, you know, that. Basically, that cri- that um that level of a project that we want, then we say, okay, let's let's push a little bit harder for this one. Okay. If, if it's like a uh, let's say a C level project with an A level client, it becomes a little harder for us to really focus on it because you know it's not the type of project we want to do. It's not the it's the ideal client, but yeah. you know they don't fit our vision. So okay, it's really about being able to be, and that's something that we've been doing in the last six months. Really, is being more exclusive and okay. and turning people away. It's it's not it's it's a two way street. So. Okay, a couple of things here. I definitely want to talk about turning people away because most most people are scared to do that. <laughs> but how do I become an A client? Like, what do I what or a prospect? Like, what do I have to exhibit in order to be to get an A? Yeah. So it's it's really about your the characteristics that you show from the first consultation. Okay. It's the questions you're asking, the level of service you want. You know, the, the type of project you want to do. If it's if it's something that you're you're set, you're talking about. It's um, I'm a good student. I want to. I, I worked hard in high school, college. I want to get an A. Yeah home want to be an a as a homeowner it'd be an a homeowner yeah I try to be an a husband, a father but you know so like an uh, a homeowner to us like an a plus homeowner is somebody that generally they 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 don't they don't have to know what they want but they want to be informed guy you it. know they they want they want to trust us do they want the contractor to be able to teach them a lot of clients we meet there they're closed off you know they've had yeah. they've had poor experiences with previous contractors so we can tell the psychology level on that aspect like when a client is they're not giving us the information that we need to help them. Yeah, and right off the bat it's like okay like you know, we're coming in here, we're we're giving you our time, we're trying to help you, we're trying to be a trusted construction advisor. Yeah, something we share with like Yeah. <laughs> we we try and help them in a system and when they're they have like a stigma towards contractors, it's 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 tough for us to, you know, yeah. break through that that gap because we're not we're not really salesy type guys. We're, yeah. you know, we're we're pretty straightforward like how can we help you? So just being able to be vulnerable and, and and open to your contractor. That's, that's yeah that, that shows us right off the bat okay they're they trust us. They're you know they're open. They're they they're willing to accept some help. Yeah. Same thing with us. I mean that's why we're hanging out because we're like very similar in that aspect. right It's like we have prospects who they're so closed off and you try to ask them like, hey well you came like hey we don't do any outbounds. <laughs> like they come to us. Yeah. Like, for sure. You're, like you're not knocking doors. No. But, like came to me, you have a problem, you're looking for a solution, like you gotta share some information with like, yeah so we can help you. If not, like if they're just going to treat us as like just another marketing company. Exactly. It was just another contract. Exactly. Yeah. Then that's like, makes it tough to help. Makes it tough to help. Really tough. So back to like saying no, how do you get to that point? Because like a lot of contractors are especially young, new businesses are like scared to death of saying no. It's just like that's, you know, I don't know where my next job's coming from. I don't know the pipeline. Like how do you guys get to that point? It's really identifying who you're ideal client is and your ideal project if 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 you're money driven if you're bottom line driven or top line driven or whatever it is it's going to be hard to say no but if you have a a a mission in mind a mission and goals set it's really just being able to you know craft those clients and craft those that that idea of what you're trying to do around that vision and goal so for us you know we want to deliver excellence our part of our mission is to be as, constru- as trusted construction advisors, to glorify God by holding ourselves as trusted construction advisors. So at the end of the day, we have to tell a client like, like hey, it doesn't make sense to do X, Y, Z because of this. Then, you know, we're gonna tell them that. Okay. And if, it, if to us, if a, big, a big thing that happens to us a lot is when clients reach out to us for a remodel okay. and they wanna use a certain type of product that we don't believe in. Got for it. us, above trying to close on the project and just make money and just do a quick turn and burn, we tell the client like, hey, it, this." We don't believe in this product. We don't think we should be installing this product. If you want our opinion as trusted construction advisors, don't do this. If you want to do it, it's not us. It's not, we're not the company okay. to do it, so. What kind of feedback do you get from conversations like that? We get them wanting us to quote what we recommend and then, then it ends up being like a compare and contrast. And generally, so far it's been working out well as in, as these clients, they start seeing the value in it. If okay. they If they see that we're that determined to not do X project, yeah. They'll start saying, "Okay, they're gonna turn me down. They're gonna turn down thirty thousand dollars to not do this project. Like, who the hell will do that? Why? In, yeah. in their right mind, would they do that?" And, uh, we just say, "Like, we don't. We don't need the work. We we believe more in, in installing something we believe in versus yeah. you know, wow. I'm trying just to make them because <laughs> they come to you like they think they know what they want, but that's maybe because the they know has it or they just saw it on a. TV or whatever, yeah. Like they don't know what the options are, right? Yeah. The thing is now, like the consumers have an option, especially as as homeowners. Before, in most of the the, the Northeast or whatever in the East Coast, everybody's done X product. And I'm should I, should I mention the product? Should I just I okay? So like in the north in the Northeast, everybody like ninety five percent of homes are, are vinyl siding, right? Yep. So. That's what everybody's always known. It's, it's vinyl siding, vinyl siding. It's a good product. And, you know, it's, it's not a bad product. It's done its job. But now the yeah. consumer has options to upgrade, to do something better, something that yeah. gives you a better ROI, something that's going to last longer, and something that looks better. And that's, in our opinion, hardy board siding, which is a fiber cement prod, uh, product. Okay, and That's what we recommend. Yeah, you got it on your shirt. You might as well mention it. Yeah. So, he, so we talked sure about this. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't, actually, but we, <laughs> Come on, we we can get some credits out of them. I, yeah. sure yeah. They've helped us in other ways. I mean, the amount of branding we've been doing and the amount of expanding we've do, been doing, we call it branding and expanding. Awesome. They've, they've helped us significantly. So we asked them for other stuff, you know, like help with our Facebook ads or, okay. I don't want that to go public because then maybe other contractors are gonna ask them. Oh, we yeah. They help us with other types of stuff like, you know, yard signs, uh, branding in other ways, mm-hmm. um, a couple leads. All right, yeah. awesome. So it's like they call it co-op dollars or like marketing dollars or as in, I mean, other co- other like contractors you talk talked to. Like they might want to invest in our training program. They're like, oh, let me talk to Hardy to see what they can ship in. Yeah. And they'll like see yeah. what they can ship in. They help yeah, they, they help with a lot of things. OK, nice. I got to talk to those guys. They're very open to, to marketing. I mean, to, to marketing dollars. I think they've invested in I don't know how many billions. But it's billions. Like they're a sponsor of the NFL now. As of this year, wow! So we saw that first game of the NFL season. It's like Hardy. And we're like, yeah, yeah, ba- yeah. Ba- not- he's just brand it That helps you. Yeah, he's now the homeowner's like, oh yeah, I know. I've heard of Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Just like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she goes on. She goes on the TV once. Like, yeah, one football game it's like boom. Do you <laughs> think I? I think that's a marketing a marketing ploy. I mean, Travis Kelsey. I saw like a uh, Instagram post of his his stats. They just blew up. Like yeah, like twenty percent up followers. Like uh, Jersey sales. Like yeah, ticket <laughs> sales. Last snitch Jets game. We're like up forty three percent. It was Chiefs Jets. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, all right, you're know the game. You're not like you. You're not sitting next to her. You're not gonna talk to her. Yeah, you're gonna pay more just to say you were there. Like. Yeah, it's crazy. You you can't pay me to go see a Jets game. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like it just seems like I don't think anything. I don't know. Like there's always more than meets the eye. I. I think that's a big joint yeah. marketing strategy. I'm not saying there's no connection okay. between her and Travis. <laughs> they took that and just like like branded it, expanded it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's going into it. They they probably know, like, hey, we're getting something nice out of this, like, yeah, I mean, being on TV. Like, NFL's tapping into a whole different market. Different females, you yeah. Know? Like, my niece was watching a game last night. Like, she watched the <laughs> pod. You know, like, crazy. Look, looking for Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's funny. So, what is branding and expanding? Like, what is that? What does that mean to you guys? What do you do? So, it's really about um, something that we learned from our amazing construction coaches over at Contractor Dynamics. <laughs> No, I know, I know, but it really is like I mean, there's there's no way to get get around it. Um, we started as a company that was doing 400k a year, and less than five roofs. We were a general contracting company, and Joe came into our office and he he started teaching us these little these little concepts. Like uh, the biggest one is being five mile famous. So five mile famous, it's 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 freaking huge, man. So in 2022, I'm gonna give you some numbers. 2022, we worked on four projects in our hometown of Hombo. Four projects. So that's like general contracting. Okay. Anything. So I think it was maybe like one group or something. Okay. Year to date, 2023, today's October 2nd. We're on project number 36 in our hometown. Wow. Yeah. So branding and expanding. So how do we do that? I I mean, I don't really want to give too much away. Oh, that's all right. But every project is branded in multiple ways. So our crew members are always wearing Brogger Brothers shirts. So we have our direct crew members versus other contractors that have a lot of different subcontractors. Yeah. our guys. They're, they're our guys, like they're on our projects constantly. So for okay. for siding, we keep two groups busy, basically year round. Awesome. For roofing, we have a crew. Um, They're not directly our crew, but they work for us, same crew every time. Okay. We also have a like a giant yard sign on every project. We use our catch all system, which is branded on every project. Okay. And then something that we haven't seen before that I don't know if other people have done it or not, probably I'm gonna assume they have, on the dumpsters, like you know how every project has a dumpster. Yeah. We put like a giant like eight by twelve yard sign. I mean mm-hmm. not yard sign, eight by twelve banner on it, Brother Brothers with a magnet. So when awesome. people when people drive by they're seeing our trucks, they're like Two, two, three, or four trucks on the project at a time because either my father, Pedro, I or Tiago are always on the projects. They're seeing yard signs. They're they're seeing branded yellow shirts. They're seeing our catch-all system. They're seeing a dumpster with a freaking banner. So it's stuff like that. And then also with with Facebook, with social media, it's, it's repetition, posting every single day. So we're on social media, Facebook and Instagram every single day. Yeah, make every job site is an opportunity for a giant billboard, like I said. And that's like, you know, maybe you're not going to get a billboard on the highway, but like every job site is a billboard. Yeah, And it's more valuable because people can come by and see your real company. Yeah, Maybe they can stop by and talk to you, or maybe they know that, that homeowner that you're working with, they can talk to them. For sure. That's huge. Yeah, they, It's such an opportunity. Yeah. Neighbors are always driving by, walking by, walking yeah. their dogs, you know. So. That's another thing. If you guys are trying to do a million projects, you would not be able to plan every project because no. it just takes materials and time and money and all that so yeah now you're able to like pour more into the projects that you are doing for sure but i'd say the the biggest one is is social media yeah which is where i mean all of our businesses so 100 percent of our business is from social media referrals or people seeing our our yard signs or trucks okay so we don't do any seo we don't do any mailers or we we do a little bit of mailers when when there's a a neighborhood we really want to target all right but social media facebook and instagram Is our biggest lead sources. Okay. Now, a lot of people watching this or listening to this right now are going to say, that's very interesting because I, as a contracting company, have tried Facebook and Instagram (laughs) and it hasn't worked. So, without giving away your secrets, like, what are, like, what would you say to those contractors? Like, I mean, maybe you guys didn't have a lot of bad experiences because you started working with us right away. No, (laughs) because, like, right out of the gate, no, and that intention with, like, that's how you want to build your brand. I think a lot of contractors, they're in business for five years and they're like, oh, yeah, let me try this Facebook thing. You guys did it from day one, but like, so you might not have had a lot of bad experiences, but so many contractors <laughs> do. Oh no. Skeptical and they're like, I don't know how to do it. Like, what am I missing? Yeah. It's consistency, man. It took, a, it, <laughs> did you know, did you know that? It, it took a while, man, but I don't know. We started working with you in December of 2021. December of 2021, we put together our, our marketing plan, which was going to be, which is what we wanted to be solely focused on social media and expanding that way. I think we started officially posting in after Tiago went through the the, the initial dynamic um, Facebook ad training. We started. We made our first Instagram post in f- like February or March of 2022. I remember you guys were right, like getting ready for like your yeah. hibernating for the whole <laughs> year. yeah. So we were. We were, we were trying to put together our idea because we, we knew when we started, we wanted to be consistent. We didn't want to stop. Right. So our first post came in like the late, late February, early March of 2022. Uh, and from then it was just posting every day, every single day, just the idea was just post every day, whatever it was, just make sure people were seeing us, people were starting to follow us, people were starting to see what we were about. And the thing about it was, you know, it took a lot of time and a lot of effort, like a, yeah. a ton of time and effort, a lot of work, a lot of scripting, and we actually, didn't get any results for a long freaking time, man. As in like, our first client from social media, from that lead source was in December wow. of, of the same year. So started in February, first client was in December and it happened to be our biggest project of the year. Wow. <laughs> so it was like, it was like that, it was like, a, it was that feeling of like, yes, yeah, finally. Christmas. Yeah, man, <laughs> literally. And then from then on, like, it just started rolling. The ball was rolling. Like we noticed, like we were getting leads. We weren't closing all the jobs, but or all the projects. But we were starting to get leads, and we were starting to see traction. Like people starting to comment, and and our our like count going up, and you know, yeah. people saying, "Oh, I see you over here," or "I see you over there," or what we get a lot is, "I see you everywhere." And you know, yes. from from then on, it was like we have that um, what's that word that. Uh, Omnipresence. omnipresence we have that omnipresence in people's mind and that's that's just how it feels now like you know everywhere we go it's like oh i see your chucks or i see you everywhere it's like oh you like this morning i went to the bank and the girl swear to god so i was at the bank the tellers know me because i'm always the positive fat cat fat, the positive fat <laughs> checks man <laughs> so so the girl's like randomly she's like oh I, s- I saw your Tesla the other day. I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, your Tesla." She's like, "I was like, oh, how'd you know it was me?" She's like, "You're famous." So I'm like, "I'm like, okay." Yes, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah so that's... Customer at the bank. Yeah. Highest depositor. Yeah. Hey, let's go, baby. The, wow. the, the girls no Luke. <laughs> that's just how it is. <laughs> so yeah, nice. That, that's it's it's a good feeling, you know, just knowing that everything we're doing, specifically my brother Tiago, who's who's who had to like, you know do it from nothing. Like he didn't, yeah. he wasn't like Pedro who had that construction knowledge and that yeah. production experience. Or like me, who was who's like a workaholic. Tiago just kind of started from, from scratch. Like okay, I strong-armed, it, strong-armed him into it and was like, you're going to do this and it's, it's what we got to do. And yeah, they're just so focused on, man, how do I do some content today? Right now? And get some leads out of it today or this man, month? That's not realistic. Thank you. It's not realistic. I mean, like that that expression goes, it, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success, right? And f- and for us, you know, it's not just us, it's years in the making for our father too, who yeah. sacrificed a ton for us to live in a, you know, a good town for us to get a good education. So yeah. for him, It's honestly, it's this is like 30 years in the making. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> to us, that's how we see it as brothers. And it's like, all right, now we're here. We're here now, you know? Yeah. We're here, now it's time to make the most of it. Yeah. What did he think about all this when you guys first came to him? You're like, you hey, dad, <laughs> like, I know you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, you do, but now we want you to, you know, Think about it this other way. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's on board. Yeah. He always he always said, like, you know, he, he's always been our biggest motivator, our biggest advocate. You know, he's always been a fan of us whenever we played sports, whenever we did anything in school with whatever it was. He was our biggest supporter. So okay. for us, for him, having us come along and, and do what he's doing, he's like, this is my dream. This, you guys have the potential to be big. They say, like, these people that are foreigners, they, they see us Americans, they're like, they have amazing opportunity. People don't really know, like, the sacrifices, the things that these these foreigners have to go through to really, you know, yeah. get big. And, and he sees us, he's like, all right, you guys have everything it takes. You have the brains, you were born here, you know, you guys have skills, town, knowledge, the resources, you guys are from a good town. You guys can do something nice out of it. Yeah, build something nice out of it. So, I love that, I'm not an immigrant, but I love that immigrant mentality because, like, I feel like you have such appreciation for the opportunity like your dad does right Yeah, from brazil right yep. so he has an appreciation because he grew up in brazil yeah. and now he's in america he's like you could do anything you want oh yeah and, then, and i think we take that like i'm a sixth generation american so like <laughs> i'm american like you know like <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure i take it for granted i try not to but i had a it's tough man even even like us like you know we 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 understand being in both worlds and having connections to you know all our friends, we grew up in a town that was all Americans or, you know, and then we have more friends and our, and some cousins and family members that are, they came here, you know, they're, they're not first generation. They're not American. Basically. Yeah. So we see like the struggles that they go through and we, we, we try not to take it for granted, but sometimes you get caught up in it. Like, like you're saying, you, f- you forget how, how blessed you really are. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's awesome. So how does it feel now that like, Couple years in, you guys have actually built what you told your dad you were gonna build. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our dad knew this was gonna happen, and he, yeah. he 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 knows it's just the beginning. We all feel like it's just the beginning, like yeah, like we're literally just getting started. So, it, but what it feels like, it feels good to see results. Yes, after putting in so much, you know, sweat, blood, and a and a lot of freaking tears. Um, on my side at least, you know, yeah. I, you, you know how it is. There's some nights where, as like an entrepreneur, as the the one that's leading it, it's it's, it's freaking tough, man. I know. Week last week, man, it was yeah, yeah brutal. Yeah yeah just like like <laughs> in the valley oh yeah yeah I mean, that's and that's that's where uh the, the skin gets built right It gets thicker totally yeah the totally. calluses the mind calluses that's that's where it gets uh go. yeah but just seeing it all come along and come together it's just like we're, we're getting a glimpse of, of what the future looks like that's what it feels like right now So feels like we got a little taste of success okay it's like all right now it's just time to keep on building on what we're what we got now so keep keep climbing all right How's your dad's life changed? Or is, he, is he doing the same thing he was doing? Nah, he's uh he's part of the team, man. I mean, we're all we're all the unit now. So now, before he was a one man show, you know, doing the whole thing by himself, guy. Okay. And now it's like, all right, now we gotta. Feels like we're building an empire, okay. Yeah. getting a lot of uh helping a lot of people, being of service to a lot of people, and you know, being a presence in the like a dominant presence in the market. Like we feel our. It's something that he was never able to compete with the with the with the big guys. Yeah. Is what we call them, right? Like the guys that have been around for a while. Now it's like you know they know we know they know who we are. We're on yeah. we're on these consultations. We're on these projects, and and there's people asking like who are these guys? So yeah. for him to be in the mix, involved with us, and in this is he used to sub to them. He used to be he did a lot of work for a lot of these these bigger companies, yeah. these bigger contracts. So now you're going head to head with these, these yeah. companies that have been around for like generations, <laughs> for years, right? Oh yeah. Like that must feel pretty cool. Yeah. This is how he says it. We're like a little rock in their shoe. Yeah. 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 So uh we're becoming a, a presence to be felt for sure. You gotta think they're probably those big companies, they're established companies, I know them. They're probably like scratching their heads, being like, What's going on? Where'd these guys come from? Like yeah. what the heck's going on? Yeah. There's some um there's some evolving that needs to get done. And yeah, <laughs> big time by them. We so we're on these these consultations where we're competing with them every single day and we see some of their systems and processes and some of the things they're doing. And it's like, we see like, all right, if you, you want to keep doing that, yeah. so be it. But we're, uh, we're stepping the game up a little bit. So you guys are gonna have to adapt to us. Wow. So you think a lot of those guys, like they've been busy over the last 30 years cause just cause they have that name and they're just, they've gotten comfortable, just kind of doing what they do. Yeah. I mean, they have that, that brand that's established. They have their, yeah. their database, their, their, their CRM, yeah, CRM full of clients where they're, you know, doing good marketing to, like, the repeat, like, email marketing or whatever it is, but reaching I mean, the... It's probably not good. Come on. <laughs> we, we don't know, but, like, to to reach that next generation of people, when there's multiple generations coming up where, you know, they're not, they don't care about your your company that's been in business for 50 years, no offense, they they, they want something different, they want yeah. something that's gonna you know, they want that high level service that quality, something that's gonna, you know pop up at them, and uh, that's what we're trying to be, like how do you guys compete? Like you don't compete on price. Like you're not the low price guy. No. How do you guys differentiate yourself in the sales process? Yeah. How do you put in some pieces there? <laughs> you don't have to share everything. You to, but I can yeah. tell. I was asking. Yeah. Like, but uh, what's your? Well, you know, at least your mindsets and pricing. Like so, I think a lot of because I ask because a lot of new like younger companies. Yeah. They want to come in and they don't know how to differentiate. They're probably your, uh insecure about being yeah. younger which you might have had some feelings for sure in the beginning yeah and you're like well in order to win this job like i am not the guy has been around for 20 years so i gotta be cheaper price no and that's, i there's i'm there's a lot of that i'm sure there's a lot of companies that might even do a lot of top line and have like no profit because yeah. they're not a price jobs for sure so what's your guys approach to that no so we're definitely not the cheapest we're actually even though we're a smaller company we're on the higher end of the estimate. So if there's 10 contractors, we're probably around seven or eight awesome. at the top priced, but that's just because of the service that we're delivering and the, and the quality okay. of our team. So when you're dealing with us, when you're working with us as your contractor, you're dealing with four owners. You're not dealing with salespeople. You're not dealing with uh, random project managers or or whatever it is, you're dealing with the owners who have extreme owners who take extreme ownership for the projects, who take extreme ownership for the entire job, and and the level of satisfaction that you have. So we hold that close, like near and dear to us. Okay. So whenever we take on a client, it feels like it's a personal relationship. Yep. That's something that we stress to our clients a lot. You're not dealing with a salesperson that's just trying to come and get the get the job, sell the job, and then pass it on to you know some random person. It's it's not like it's not like that. We we want our brand to be held high to a high standard. So. Okay. That's one of our main, one of our main selling points. All right. Yeah. How are you, do you, how do you plan to grow beyond that? Cause at some point. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to, maybe not to sell so, so that's, so that's what we were uh, discussing. So the type of company we want to be, we want to be an exclusive team. Okay. And with the way that our company is being set up for the next couple of years, with Tiago coming out of architecture school and getting his the green, basically getting is the green architecture, Okay. we see our vision going more towards a, uh, a design and build type company. Okay. So as of right now where we're exclusive to roofing and higher end siding projects, like customer models, okay. in the future we see it coming together as like a design and build, custom exterior modeling type gig. Okay, not interior, exterior? No, yeah, okay. exterior. Cool. And you guys would still be the sales people, or you get like eventually hire sales people. Or? For now, we're having fun with it. Okay. So for now, yeah. so let's let's say we have a uh, a part of the the company that just does roofing and siding, like yeah. more standard roofing and yeah, and you know standard siding projects, like higher end standard siding projects. We can have some help with that. But okay. let's let's say we're taking on bigger projects in nicer towns that require a lot of general contracting to do. That's where we would be at the front. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Right now, uh, Elizabeth and I are doing are doing sales, so we don't have any sales guys. Okay, and it's been awesome. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, yeah, I'm not like a sales guy. I'm a marketing guy, relationship yeah. guy, but like prospects love it because they're talking with me or Elizabeth our COO, for sure. sure. And like, we've been in the trenches. We're not trying to sell them anything. Yeah, like, we are. It's it's been great. So I don't think we'll do it forever, but at least for the rest of this year, we'll do it, and then when we do hire someone to do sales it's gonna be a very slow process you posted something the other day that i was i, I really liked it said we're not trying to build a product that it went a little, something along the lines of i'm trying to build a product that people are going to want to buy not something i'm ad- trying to sell my product to someone or something like that yeah i want to be the company that people desire to work exactly. with exactly yeah and that's that's the same uh, vision that we have you know versus trying to just sell people and and turn and burn we want to be a company that people look at us and they're like, I want to work with them. Yeah. What does it cost to work with them? What, what what kind of project do we have to do? And, and they'll see eventually, like, if I want a high quality re- end result, that's yeah. the company I have to work with. Right. So, it's the same thing with you guys. When, when we started working with, with CD, it was like, you know, we can't, we couldn't really afford you <laughs> yeah. we, the, to so be, I to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I got, I, he came to the office and gave him a little, he gave us a little cash discount, paper cash. Right. <laughs> but we really couldn't afford you at that time, man. We couldn't, but, but we saw with the post we were already following for like a month and a half or so, and we saw the type of person you were. We're like, I mean, this this guy's serious, you know? He's he's legit. Like Joe's the he's he's the real deal. So when you're working with that type of person, you know, they're not. There's no room for for BS. It's like they they have good intentions. Right. They they have the, your best interests in mind. So when somebody sees that, we you know we when people like us gravitate towards that and see that, it's like yeah, it's like a no-brainer decision. Yeah. Sometimes I look at our uh, I look at our company. I'm like, man, I wish we could grow faster. You know, I wish we could like. You know just go charge ahead but then i realized like it's it is about quality yeah and it's i'm not there's no finish line i'm playing this game forever (laughs) yeah so like i'm not in a rush you know yeah Um, you're like just getting started man that's what it feels like you just literally we're 10 years in yeah that's right i mean that's that's what it looks like like yeah you're you're taking it like you literally just turned up the notch like like a couple months ago like less than a year ago right about a year yeah just uh that's been getting the right team in place and just like getting myself out of the the bottleneck situations. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a game changer, but. Talk more, talk, tell us about your upbringing because like you're freaking dialed in as, <laughs> I want to learn about your, your upbringing, your parents, because you're freaking focused and yeah. your brothers are dialed in, like super impressive. You're like almost half my age or a little bit more than half my age, but like you inspire me because you're so freaking focused. Mm-hmm. And like the things you're talking about, I was not, Nearly as mature when I was your age. How old were you? 24? 26, about to be twenty six. Right. I was like not where you're at when I was twenty five. Um, right <laughs> priorities, I guess, if it's say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell us about your upbringing. I mean, your parents must be amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's growing up in to, to us, it felt like growing up in that immigrant household where we were different from everybody. You know, our we saw our parents struggle a lot. when our our parents both had to work, so both working parents. Yeah. Um, growing up in a town where just didn't, it didn't feel like we were, we were the same as everybody. And we were, we weren't treated the same, honestly, large, large part of our upbringing, you know, we got, uh, we got hit with some stuff. We got, we got bullied a little bit being, being a little different. And that just put a chip on our shoulder ever since, you know, every time we, we walked into a sport or started doing something different, you know, we, we knew we were different. We walked in with that attitude, with, with that, with that mindset, like, Hey, like, like we're here now, like we're, we're here to play. We're not just here to, to participate. We're here to, to win so growing up in the household our, our our dad always our parents always you know they always supported us they always gave us words of encouragement And just seeing them struggle for most of our life it was, it was, a, it was a little bit of motivation for all of us okay so it was, it was a christian household yeah good christian values yeah. strong values our mom was very much a disciplinary mother okay but there's some stuff that, you know, you, you can't tame the big dogs forever. So <laughs> so in our house, we were, we all consider ourselves like pit bulls because we had to be in our, in our circumstances growing up. It's, if we have to defend each other, we have to defend our own selves, right? Yeah. So that's 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 really what it was, man. We always just had a chip on our shoulder in the it, beginning. They, your parents must have done pretty well. Like you guys went to St. Giovanni, right? Yeah. So was a private high school. Yeah. So Holmdel High School, obviously Holmdel's a nice town. Pedro went to private school. Tiago had his first year or so of college paid for, you know, our parents, they were entrepreneurs. So yeah. they, they didn't, it's not like they were, it's not like, you know, they made decent money, but right. just, just to keep up with, with our lifestyle yeah. and three sport athletes. Like that's, that was all of us. It's, it's a lot of running around. It's a lot of sacrificing yeah. to be done. So it's, it's not like we struggled as in, you know, there wasn't food on the table It's more of a struggle. Like, Hey, vacations aren't really a thing. Uh, you know, we're not going out to lo- nice dinners or anything. It's right. we're living a very simple life, yeah. a simple life to sacrifice for, like, you know, the life that we want to live, which is being athletes. You know, wow. we loved every part of that. So yeah. it's not anything to complain about, it's just, just, just how we grew up. And it, it shows today because we're, we're, we're simple guys, you know, we're not, you know, we're not really seeking like the the shiny objects or anything. We're just trying to do our thing. Okay. Yeah. I remember that conversation you and I had a, a while ago about like, you know, how how much you guys are paying yourselves I and mean, it was very little. <laughs> you're not yeah. like the contractors that have to go out and buy the the big fancy trucks or the Rolexes or whatever, <laughs> right? Like it yeah. seems like you're pretty modest. Yeah. Everything goes back into the business. Yeah. Like, right? Actually- so, so everything we've made for the last couple of years has been basically reinvested into the business. My brothers and I, we we, we have a long term vision and to achieve that long term vision, a lot of short term sacrifices have to be made. And part of those short-term sacrifices is sacrificing, you know, all these luxuries that a lot of kids our age or just people in general, they, it's the pleasures that they, they indulge in, you know, just short-term pleasures. We don't, we don't see value in now. So it's really just about being able to make that short-term sacrifice for that long-term vision. What is that long-term vision that you have for your life? I see myself being a, a very good father. I, I, my, my vision is focused on being a family man. So my dream, my biggest dream is to get married and have a big family, seven kids. Yeah. Seven kids. Yeah. That's what I want. So everything I do now, at least for me, I can't speak for my brothers, but I know they are also, they have a similar mindset. But for me, everything I do now is, is, is revolved around that long-term dream that I have, which is, which is that. So I know I'm not oblivious to the fact that it's expensive to have a, fam- a big family, right? So I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I know for now I have to make these sacrifices so that in the future I can afford to have that dream. Good. So awesome! How about you mentioned your Christian values? That's important to me. So I want to talk about that. That's cool with you. Yeah, I see your logo, right? And yeah. you know, your logo on your shirt, damn it, on your sleeve. Yeah. See? and see. Yes, sir. Your, I mean, your uh, someone on my arm and then on our back too. Okay. Yeah, talk about that that role in your business. Yeah. yeah. So we consider ourselves a Christian business. Okay. We grew up in a family with strong Christian values. Um, our parents always try to instill those values onto us. Mm-hmm. What it means for us to be a Christian business is, is our mission. Let's talk about our mission, which is to glorify God by holding ourselves accountable as trusted construction advisors. So what exactly does that mean? You know, That means we're going to tell you what you need to hear versus what you want to hear. You know, We're going to do the right thing Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time okay yeah, sometimes we're gonna make a mistake we're not we're not perfect but we're gonna try our best to always do our do the right thing basically yep. another thing that we really hold ourselves close to is our mother who who does who, who for the last four years has been running a non-profit organization in brazil so uh she works in Brazil on her nonprofit organization. She's there like eight months of the year. Okay. She works directly with churches to provide impoverished families with daily necessities like food, clothes, and shelter. We've contributed a fair amount to that, so we donate five percent of our net profit every year to that organization. Wow, yeah, I know that, yeah. <laughs> so she's gone for eight months of the year. Yeah. Wow. So she's back and forth from Brazil like thirty times a year. Oh wow, a lot of flights. Okay. Yeah. So you, your brothers, your dad, it's like you know, figure out how to. Supporter. feed one another and oh yeah, and yeah. at home yeah at home it's like just the dogs man just <laughs> just the dogs. like we go home it's like i mean dad makes dinner sometimes we order take out and then it's like at the dinner table just talking business it's it's to me it's a dream man yes. <laughs> i freaking love it it's like yeah. it's like the dream team yeah so yeah that's amazing yep and then you do some stuff too. You do camps in the summer, right? On Pennsylvania. 8. Yeah. yeah. So some, it's basically volunteering at a camp. It's, it's basically like a missionary camp. Okay. So it's a, it's IC, Inspire Sports Camp. Okay. It's a camp that um they work with underprivileged youth to provide them experiences to get closer to Jesus Christ. Wow. So this is my, last year was my second year volunteering there. Volunteering there. And since, I mean, like every mission trip, it's a life-changing experience. You know, you, you go into it and you have high expectations but you don't know what you're gonna be faced with and right. and you come out of it just just rejoiced. You come out of it with, with new life, basically. It's like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. My boys this year were 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 dogs, man. They they were just like me, man. We call ourselves we're the big dogs over there. All right. yeah, we ran camp. Okay. Yeah. Shout out, shout out big dogs, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, you're, you're a pretty disciplined dude, which again is probably why we get along, you know, (laughs) consistent discipline. Oh yeah. Where I I assume that came from your parents or? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so dad is a, dad's been a a. 5am guy since since I was born. Yeah. So I, I, have seen my dad as a, he's in construction too, right? So these guys are always up early. Ever since I can remember, it was before I woke up, dad was out of home. Dad was, dad was already on the job sites or whatever that I wouldn't generally see him till maybe sometimes he'd pick me up from school or whatever, but wouldn't be till nighttime, till dinner time. So seeing that growing up, you know, it was it was inspiring. Seeing him make it in our town, inspiring. I knew I wasn't oblivious to the fact that us being in that town was a result of his hard work right. and all the sacrifices he was making for us to be there. I saw vividly and clearly, I saw very clearly the difference between him and our friend's fathers. Okay. Who were, you know, they were very established, very well educated. And what I saw in my dad was just, you know, pure grind, pure hard work and, yeah. and, and grit and resilience. So for me, I was I was seeing that like firsthand every single day of my life growing up. It was like, all right, that's that's just that's just how we are. That's just that's who he is and that's who I am now. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. I try to model that for my kids. I mean I love I am disciplined, I love working, I love working out every morning, and I just, like, pray that my kids, like, somehow absorb some of that, you know, because, like, well, you don't know, you don't have your seven kids yet, (laughs) but you can tell your kids to do Everything and they don't do anything, but then you see them like modeling your behavior. Yeah, it's like all right, cool. Actions speak louder than words, man. Little sad. Yeah. Whether they get it now or not, you know, I didn't. I didn't get it until I was a freshman in high school. I didn't really understand it yeah. fully till I was a freshman in high school, uh, that's when your mind starts developing, right? So when I started adding things up, I was like, and I started being more aware. I was like, yeah. okay, that's that's how it is. I think that freshman year of high school, going through some stuff that I went through, really opened my eyes to the fact that you know. You're going to have to, you're, you're kind of on your own for the most part. You're going to have to work for it. And yeah. and seeing how our, like our father, like going back, circling back to that, he was, he was on his own. Yeah. yeah he was making it happen by himself. So. Yeah. I think yeah. like, you know, up until 10 years old, you can kind of, as a kid, just kind of go through the motions. Your parents do everything for you. And yeah. And then you got to kind of like, you know, push them to, you know, become a man. Yeah. yeah. You know, at the same time, this is when he starts revolting though, right? A little uh, bit. Yeah. This, this is when yeah. you start seeing like the the man in him. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, yeah. Have like those interesting conversations, yeah. What's your what's your daily like routine? Um, I love the routine, man. I'm a I'm yeah. I'm a creature of habit, you know. And and having that routine every day, the consistency in the routine is it's what I live for, honestly. Yeah. So whenever I'm away, it's like it, it's like oh, I miss I miss the grind, like I miss the routine. So my day for the last basically three and a half years has started anywhere between three thirty and four fifteen in the morning. Okay. Um, more recently it's three thirty as we're a little more dialed in. Wake up, get on my knees, pray, thank the Lord for another day. That's my thing. Weigh myself, um, weight goes automatically into my scale. Put my headphones in, start putting some. I like to listen to motivational um, speeches, so a lot of motivational podcast speeches, okay. uh, mashups. Yeah, so like just just the mashup. So my main one is Ben Lionel Scott on YouTube. Okay. So he basically mashes up a bunch of speakers and put some motivational music in the background. And I, I, I eat that up all day. Ben Lionel Scott? Yeah, Ben Lionel Scott. I've been listening to him since I was 16 years old. Oh wow. 16 years old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this guy's and his content just gets better. From there, teeth routine, breakfast, gym. After the gym, cold shower six days a week, and then office. So I usually get to the office around. So it's gym uh, 425 to six, cold shower, three minutes and then office around six o'clock, six 15 every day. And then it's just work six o'clock all the way till five or six PM. Okay. And then uh shower, dinner, sleep. Yeah. When I first invited you over here to do this content, I think mm-hmm. I I said, let's do it in the evening. It was back in the summer. Hey, I want to do like golden hour right before sunset. <laughs> <laughs> like, no go like we do earlier. I'm mean, usually in bed by seven. I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, wait, he must've been at like nine. I'm like, It's oh, <laughs> yeah. admirable for sure. Yeah. How about like uh social life, dating, social life? Not much of a social life, man. Okay. Honestly. With with the circumstances we grew up, I I watched a lot of older people speak about stuff and one of the things that I really um really believed in is is, is sacrificing your twenties okay. for a better life in the future. So something that a lot of these speakers would, would say is, you know, your twenties are made, meant for grinding. Really your twenties are meant for, for learning and your thirties are meant for earning. Yeah. So right now it's a lot of learning, it's a lot of work. Just putting my head down and grind. So, All right. as much as um, I know, I have a lot of friends that are good people, but it's as of right now in the stage of life that I'm in, it's it's really just about, you know, working. Okay. Saying no to these these things is really just saying yes to that long term vision that you have and that goal that you have. Yeah. So it's it's really just knowing what you want, what you want out of your life and what you want out of yourself, and being able to make that commitment to you know and make those sacrifices. Say. Say no to those things, those ter- short-term pleasures. When you <laughs> whenever those, because those things are gonna come up uh, like basically like every day, right? You're gonna have an opportunity to to yeah. to take those pleasures or indulge in those things that that are gonna keep you away from that long-term goal and that long-term vision. You just yeah. have to, you just have to be able to, to to say no. I think I think a lot of people, like myself included, like I, I, a people, these are a nice guy. I love people. I want to say yeah. <laughs> And like that gets you in more trouble than you realize. Yeah. They're like socially, but also business wise as well. Yeah, Different opportunities as you grow, more people want to reach out to you and, Hey, you're going to get this from contractors. Hey man, you guys are crushing it. Can I pick your brain? Yeah. Can you hop on a call? And like, you know, at the beginning you might be like, all right, cool. Yeah. And it's just going to be a distraction, you know? It's happened a couple of times. So we have, we have a lot. We're in, by us working doing most of our branding on social media. We have a lot of young contractors, people who are trying to get into the game or yeah. already got into the game or they're following in their father's footsteps. I had a similar path as ours, and yeah, they reach out to us and you know we, we try and help here and there, but you know it's 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 time consuming. I mean, yeah, you might need to have your own podcast. So you can- Just running the business alone is is yeah it's time consuming, right? And yeah. we're we're wearing a lot of our hats, and as right now we were able to because you know, we don't have that many commitments like right. those relationships or those friendships, so. Um, but adding another pile of work on top of it, it, it would be be tough. Yeah. I see a lot of contractors, like I because it's like a trend. Like, yeah, I want to start a podcast. Like people reach out, the like, contractors reach out to me. Yeah. They don't know, hey, can you like tell me what to get? I want to start a podcast. And I'm always like, why? Why? Yeah. Because they see maybe people like me or like people that are much bigger and better than me, like Andy Purcell or Ed Milet doing it. And it's like, dude, it's just a distraction, you know? Unless you're doing it, at a local level, and you're interviewing other local businesses. Like, if you were to do that, yeah, interview other local businesses and really build that brand and make them famous, make you more famous. Awesome. Yeah, I see a lot of contractors. They just want to like, like I've been on contractors podcasts, mm-hmm. like in Texas, like why, like why are you having the yeah, podcast? I do right? Practice and cause, like they want to have people on. Great if they're a client. Yeah, but it normally is just a distraction, you know, because yeah. it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And they don't realize that, right? They just want to do it because everybody else is doing it. Cause it's the cool thing to do, Exactly. but you, you have to have a, a motive behind it. Yeah. And if you're trying to set something up, like you're saying, like doing it locally to build brand awareness or to help other small businesses. Okay. That, yeah. that, that would be, that's something that, that, that sounds right. But that's an amazing strategy. Yeah. But are you, are you willing to put the time in to do that? Cause like, yeah. like people don't know how much of a commitment it is. Yeah, I started to stop this podcast a few times before we started getting consistent. Yeah, and I got consistent because I got feedback from people like, "Oh, I like your I like your content," or I listen to it. Yeah, might have been only two people, but I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." One of our salespeople, at our, one of our suppliers, he uh he, he listens to your podcast without us even knowing. And one day, you you mentioned something about us, and he sent it to us. You're know, like, like yo. He's like yo. This guy Joe just mentioned you on the podcast. Amazing. Yeah. So when that was, to us, I was like, whoa. Mike. His name is Mike. Mike's listening to Joe's podcast. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you get that feedback, like that's what keeps you going. it takes time. It takes money. It takes energy. Yeah. Now, question for you. Like, where where are you trying to take CD? What direction are you guys headed in? We have a three year vivid vision of where of what we want. So like we have a vision on what the business looks like. It feels like on December thirty first, two thousand twenty five. Okay, So we're, you know, what, a year and a half out from that, I guess. Yeah. And so we're building toward that point. Beyond that, honestly, I'm I have a I have a little bit of a an idea, but it's not like set in stone to me. It's tough because like so much changes, especially in like marketing and business. Yeah. It's hard to say like here's our 10-year plan and we're going to stick to it and stuff. You have to be able to be dynamic. Yeah. In a, in a, right. Yeah. <laughs> Three-year vision, that's like on paper. Yeah. And then uh, we have a 10-year kind of like loose looser one of things that uh, we are looking to do. And that's part of my rock actually before our next leadership meeting on October 20th. So I have three weeks to get that like kind of mapped out a little bit more on what I see for that like 10-year vision. Mm-hmm. And so we can talk about that. Now your three-year vision on track or off track? Some things are on, some things are off. So if you look at it from a revenue perspective and number of clients, we are, we're behind. Uh-huh. If you look at it from a team, a leadership team, a team, a well oiled machine yeah. in terms of bringing on team members and hiring and training them, and Joe not being the Joe show, it not being the Joe show, we're way ahead. Nice. I thought that that, like, part of that vision is to have the company running where I am not, like, ascend- like I'm still in it, but I'm not, like, essential to the operation. Yeah. And that's kind of happening, like, by the end of this year, that'll kind of be more or less, like, it's been, like, Elizabeth is rock star, you know, her. Yes. Oh, yeah, so we Like, like Benny's on our leadership team, Sydney. It's, yeah, it's, it's happening fast. Nice. And that's, like, EOS, like, I know we talk about that a lot, but, like, I drink the Kool-Aid, it's been a game changer. So our foundation is so strong that, like, when we hit the gas on like marketing and advertising and all that like yeah we'll be good Yeah, you'll be ready for it. and it's funny the things you wish for right like god has his plan we have our plans (laughs) like i would have wanted it's like sometimes i beat myself up because we're not like at our revenue goals or whatever Mm -hmm. then i'm like all right well if you look at it like i'm right where god wants me to be right now you know and where he wants the business to be right now so the fact that maybe we're not growing as fast but we're building a freaking rock solid foundation yeah but like being dynamic like we have like quarterly leader leadership meetings where we're like all right like you know should we try this thing out should we try that thing out um and we'll talk about those things and sometimes we do and yeah we'll see nice what about with the what about with the family your kids uh i know they're they're big the sports yeah well that's like another part of my vision is like i want to achieve more and grow the company more and expand, but I don't want to work more hours. Yeah. I know that's like sacrilegious to the contracting world mm-hmm. where it's like, you mm-hmm. got to freaking grind and like, you know, I just, I'm at the point in my life where I don't, I want to work less. Yeah. Like I still, I love working. I want to work, you know, full-time, 40, 50 hours a week or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or if it's 20, you're cool with it. If it's, yeah, if it's, uh, I'm working 21 week because kids have something going on or we're going away or whatever. And working 50 the next week like i want the business to be steady no matter how many hours i'm working you know what i mean yeah But well, yeah i mean that's like kids go to school but their education comes from the home and the parents oh yeah our parents yeah, like so i want to be like Invol- involved involved so as a dad have you found it challenging being obviously the visionary of such a successful company have you found it challenging be able to balance it too yeah there's no balance there's no balance i was running a no balance yesterday <laughs> we were talking about that because he he works for a big, big company, like big corporate and works a lot. And like, he'll have like a hundred hour week and then we'll have like a, you know, 30 hour week. So it's like work <laughs> like, work thin. Yeah. like sometimes there's seasons where you're going to grind. Like for right now through like mid December, we have five events going, like three conferences we're going to, two of our own events. And we have a ton of stuff going on. Like it's going to be a big push. And then like yeah. yeah, mid December, I'm like, off you know, a little, chilling. little bit. Yeah. But in the meantime, like I'm, you know, eating breakfast with, breakfast with the kids every morning, dinner with the family every night. Yeah. Like I don't work weekends, go to every soccer game, Before being day, present day, where it matters. Day, right. Where yeah. it matters. where your feet are. So that's yeah. more important to me than like growing the business ten x. You know, I'd rather grow the business more slowly than, you know, and then be around. So, yeah. I asked all these things because you know I'm starting to be more conscious of and playing. I'm really, I really start playing. So I'm, I'm very curious to how different men restructure really their life and structure their 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 family goals their business goals their personal goals because we have all three of their spiritual goals so yeah it's it's something that you know we all we all face that challenge I get questions from some people you know at church or whatever like oh you you work a lot like you know you should you should hang out with us it's like it's you like you're saying it's not really the time for balance in, in the future I feel like I, I won't be able to dedicate more time to certain things but right now it's like it's it's well, some I different more on energy than time. Like a lot of times, like so, what gives me energy? Like business gives me energy, working gives me energy. My team, family, working out, sitting out here by myself, reading a book or meditating, yeah. like that gives me energy. You know Graham Desert? Have you seen him on Facebook? Mm. So Graham's a buddy of mine. You know the Murph, right? Yeah. So Graham set the world, Guinness Book of World Records. He did the Murph every day for an entire year. I think I see that guy on Instagram. Yeah. 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 But last year we were texting. I was like, hey, like, what are you training for right now? But he's like, right now, nothing. He's like, I'm just doing everything I can so that when I feel, when I wake up in the morning, I feel amazing. And yeah. like, that's nice. pretty much kind of like where I'm at, you know, yeah. like I'm training for a marathon right now. But besides that, like everything I do, I just want to wake up and feel like tuned in, right? Ready to go. Locked yeah. in, So training for a marathon? Yeah, Hell Yeah. What's the split looking like? Uh, slow, because I'm going mean, to probably do it out in Colorado, like right after a Denver event. Okay. So our Denver event's Thursday. They have a leadership meeting on Friday. There's a marathon, a trail marathon on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. They're in Colorado. And I was just looking at this last week and uh, it's like freaking perfect. Be slow. So what? You, how many miles are you booking a week right now? Um, 20 to 30. Okay. okay. Yeah. Last week I did a 20 mile run, that was a good test, Push myself. So question, another question for you, like, you know, you see us, you, you've been with us since, since what it feels like the beginning. Uh, yeah, you literally seen us from where we started to where we are now. You follow us along on the journey. You see our social media. We talk um, pretty often. Any advice in general? You know, you stay the course, man. I think a lot of people like, like in your position might be like wanting to go faster or you're getting, you're getting bored with the routine. Uh, maybe not you, but a lot of like, a lot of people listening. Yeah. Like I, then it's like entrepreneurial ADHD. Like I don't have it. I don't think you do. But a lot of the entrepreneurs have like, you know, they're, you get addicted to the chaos. I think I have a little bit of that too. So if there's no problems in the business that you're going to like go create something, like even like inadvertently or subconsciously, right? Just so you can like be valuable and go fix that problem. Or you just get bored with the routine and you go, you know. Okay. Save the course on our business, right? Yeah. Any other advice? Follow your core values, man. Like, you guys have core values. Like, we didn't have core values until year nine. Like, I had, I have values, team core values, right? It's a company written down where everyone knows them and we go over them in our team meetings and we make decisions by, like, today we're in a team meeting. There's, uh, we were talking to a couple of clients that need a little extra love right now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what's the, what's the best path forward? And um, Sydney had a, like read an email to one of them and we were kind of like coaching her through it. Like, hey, we want our clients to win. This is how, like, this is how you're, we're gonna help you win this is what we're gonna do. And you need to show up to this call. and like, that sort of thing. So like every day we're making decisions based on core values and it's yeah. You can't go wrong. Yeah. It's like your Christian values, your core values, maybe it's one of the same. Yep. Follow your core values. Stay the course. Yeah. keep that long-term vision in mind. Most companies, dude, don't have a... Don't know what they want. Like, they just want to grow because, like, that's what you say on Instagram. Because they make, they want to make more money. Yeah, maybe, I mean, if they want to grow, it's probably because they want to make more money. Right? Mm. That's what a lot of people... That's a lot of people's driving factor. Or be careful, like, uh, you know Gary B, right? Like, you remind me a lot of him. Not your personality, but, like, your upbringing. You know Gary? Of course. So... I was watching some Gary Vee like daily V videos last night. Hmm. I don't watch a lot of YouTube at all, but like that's my like it's not even guilty. I like love, <laughs> it's not a guilty plan. <laughs> just I love like it's just to me it's like it's a it's also awesome. the daily Vs are like his life where he's like he flew to Saudi Arabia for thirty six hours, did like a gazillion meetings, flew back. Like, <laughs> I love <some> of that. <laughs> yeah. It just like I think it's so cool. Highlights the day to day of like uh, the highest level entrepreneur, right? Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, do I really want to do that? No. no. Like, I have a family. Yeah. Like, I love Gary. He's got two kids. He got the divorce last year. I don't know any details about that. He doesn't share any of that stuff. Yeah. But like, I think it's cool that Gary does that stuff, and I love watching it. I think it's really, it's necessary to like really do some introspection and get clear on like that might be cool. Like, I don't really want to be like Gary. I don't want to be Gary Vee. Yeah. But I owe a lot of my success to like following his advice. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something like like, you know, we have to really dive deep. Like when you say introspect, introspective, I think introspective. Yes. I think that's the right use of that word. I, <laughs> it's really knowing about really getting a clear picture and vision of what you want right out of your own life. So, you know, we can try and compare ourselves to the highest level entrepreneur, Andy Frazello or, or Ed Milet or whatever. But, it's, dude, is that something you really want? Do you want to be that highest level entrepreneur? Because it's going to take a lot of sacrifice. It's going to take your entire life. Um, yeah. As of right now, I'm in a stage where, you know, I do want that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That is what I want. But is that going to be something I want when I have a family? Comes come time to actually, when I meet my person and then we start having and building our family, Maybe that uh, that motivation is going to switch a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people might say that's like tempering your ambition, or someone calls it the ambition break, like putting the brakes on your ambition. To me, it's not. I mean, I still watch guys like Gary, and that inspires me to push further than I would normally think, bigger than I would otherwise. You know? Yeah. Um, like Ben hanging out of his office last week. I fui, oh, what, ben. Oh yeah, with the with the yeah. yeah. So like, inter- he interviewed him right for his podcast. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. All right. So a lot of people listening or watching are like, all right this guy's got like this perfect like life business what are some of the mistakes you guys have made like early the first couple of years or some of the like you know mistakes or some of the like they really like trying t- stressful times or just like when you guys are really trying to figure out the next move or our mis- our biggest mistake was trying to be like everybody else and trying to do do what other people are doing versus doing what we what we feel is the right thing to do so in the beginning when you know when you're not Doing that much business and you see these other guys killing it you're saying oh i should be doing what they're doing but some of those things aren't true to who we are and and our values and and our mission so it's really um the biggest mistake is is, is not it's is not staying true to to who you are and, and and those things that you value so what what i would tell people is is really get locked in and have that vision of yourself and, and your company and, and what you guys truly believe in and then and then follow that. Don't don't compare yourself to those other companies that are doing X, Y, Z. I, I was actually having this conversation with Kenny two days ago, Kenny from 180 Contractors. And yeah, yeah me and him talk a lot, that's, that's my guy, man. I mean, me and, me and him resonate with each other a lot. Awesome. So we were talking like, uh, we, we see the strategies that these other businesses are implementing, companies that have been around for at the same amount of period that me and him have been in the game and how fast they're scaling after you know discussing with them is 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 that something we want to do is that do we want to sacrifice our core values and and our vision of ourselves and and our integrity to to be like those other companies just because they're they have a huge top line or they have a nice bottom line at the end of the day you have to you have to make that decision within yourself is that that who you want to be is that the company you want to have or to us it's it's a we both mutually agreed like no we don't want to be that company we we really want to be that company that people can trust that they can lead on for for you know, reputable advice for, for right, be trusted. So yeah. And if you don't have that vision, you don't have those values, then you're gonna like try to attach yourself to someone else's vision or some other company. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to go back to your own values and vision because you don't have any. Yeah. So you're constantly chasing, like, oh, I should try that. Oh, I should try solar. Guys are not clear on what they want. Yeah. Chasing the the, the shiny object, right? Yeah, exactly. That was our biggest mistake in, in the beginning. For for sure problems that we had before was just uh the fact that we were a family business and running things not like an actual business so getting to uh getting the business and personal mixed up a little bit too much in the beginning i talked about how we we, we talk about business and debtor now we have things more systemized to where it's more controlled and it's, it's not chaos If you're just getting in the game or if you've been in the game in a while for or if you've been in the game for a while and you haven't been growing is uh investing in yourself and investing in your company and hiring the right people to help your company right so for us in the beginning we were we were hesitant to uh to make those sacrifices although we weren't in the position to afford it since it's hiring help basically so we started with you guys then eventually we started adding a team we added cpas to our team to help us with taxes and with business growth then we added um a financial consultant recently within the last year and that's been insane it's been shout out to our boy muhammad and in Pakistan, a lot of help for us. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a CFO out of Pakistan, so like an outsourced CFO or virtual CFO or whatever. And that's that's been huge for me because I'm learning. I don't have a college degree. I don't have a high level of education. So for me to learn finance and to learn business from somebody that's you know 20 year vet in in business and is a CFO for multiple companies, that's that's freaking huge for me. How'd you connect with him? Um, through Alex from Build uh, from from Oasis the yeah. landscape company. So that kid's a that kid's another beast. He's, he's something else to talk about. He's like a huge landscaping company or a nice size landscaping company in Maryland. And you know, I always reach out to people for advice and to pick their brains. And he put me on with Muhammad from Analytica Consultants. And uh, it's it's nice having that kind of a background on your team. So it's it's huge. But it's really investing in going back to the main points. It's in it's being able to sacrifice your bottom line to make the investment to grow your business, to to really take yourself to the next level. That's what a lot of people are scared to do you know i've always been in, uh, a person that's always invested in myself yeah so yeah business personal development whatever it is you know i can i can hit it big today and i'll I'll put that all back into our business or into myself just to to take it to the next level i agree but this year i could probably bring home probably could have doubled my personal compensation this year yeah <laughs> pretty much stayed the same i gave us a little bit of a inflationary uh raise as everything's got got more expensive but like that's it like everything goes back in the business you know and uh yeah we just hired this year a fractional cfo and like i have a finance degree from a pretty good college but that was 20 years ago funny you don't really know the stuff until you actually do it you don't learn it in textbooks you don't learn it in college but that's been a game changer yeah just having someone that's looking at everything and oh yeah you you make decisions how often you meeting with them? Every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah. And what do they do for you? One of the meetings per month will be like just reviewing our financials from like the previous month. Yeah. And the next meeting will be more like strategy. More like, all right, hey, we're gonna like we're gonna hire. Yeah, you know, we want to hire another marketing trainer. We want to hire this that person. You know, when do you think a good time is based on our financials that we can, you know, really comfortably afford this person, right? Yeah. And so for like this velvet person, it's gonna be January first all right, well, we started interview- interviewing two weeks ago already. So like, we're planning for that, you know? So things like that, like trying to pay less taxes. Yeah. Um, that's always fun game. Yeah. Legally, and ethically. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, all, I'm always like, whatever there is to like, utilize as a small business, because there's always more things to, to utilize than, we, than we're doing. you know? Like, I want to do everything we can, as long as do everything on board. Yeah. yeah. I'm not getting audited, but like, that's huge. But like looking at like our ratio so for us our biggest our biggest expense is labor like we're a service business so we don't have freaking siding or roofing materials that we're buying we're on people so like our labor our total labor as a percentage of revenue is like a benchmark that we look at so, so right now it's pretty high so we're overstaffed basically if you don't mind me asking how much you pay your CFO they are 3500 a month 3500 nice i mean that's that's how much we pay we, Run, around there yeah wow we paid 3k a month okay yeah we're and we're like his smallest client okay that's it's a lot yeah but i don't know if we're as big a company as you guys but yeah the amount of uh the amount of value he provides to us to me it's it's cause we were paying the other company that we referred to and we were paying them like 1800 bucks a month and the amount of value 1800 bucks or it's that we get now it's it's, it's it's it doesn't compare i mean That's, yeah, for a small, for a young business, like that's a big investment. That's that's 42 grand a year. That's a full time employee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't have that mindset. Yeah. And to us, it's invaluable. Yeah. I don't want them to know that. (laughs) Yeah. I can't tell them that. No, he he knows he knows me. (laughs) Yeah. Even in Pakistan. Uh, Well, yeah, you mentioned like investing yourself. Number one, a lot of people aren't comfortable doing it. And number two, a lot of people don't make enough profit to actually be able to do it. A lot of business owners don't know their numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're making a profit so they have money to then invest. Yeah. Especially in construction, right, where yeah, the barrier of entry is low. You don't need any schooling or education. Yeah. To be a contractor, you go open an LLC, you get your home improvement contractor license, you don't even need insurance. Yeah. You don't even need your license, really, and clients will just store your work. Yeah. And the margins are high enough to where you can make a decent living not really you know being well-established and, and knowing your numbers. Yeah. But the thing is, those type of companies and those people, they, they stay at the same level for a long time. Me, my first, first few years when I started, like, we weren't making any money, any profit. Like, I was making a sal- living, but a salad, you know? know? You had a nice paying job. Exactly. Yeah. It was a hard job. It's a hard job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being a business owner and yeah. just having a paying job, it's not really worth it, right? Yeah. That's why, like, I love to share as much as I can now, like, 10 years in. I'm still learning every day. So it's one of our core values. I don't really yeah. like owe it all. But, like, man, like, I learned a lot of hard lessons first 10 years. Yeah. Trial and error, right? Yeah. Ton of trial and error. Sometimes I think it's just by the grace of God that we survived. Like sometimes you get lucky, right? Yeah, you get lucky. You know? That luck is is basically just a a bunch of things you did right. It's like the penny doubled every day. I feel like it's, you feel like you're getting lucky, but if you didn't do X, Y, Z in the last six months, you probably wouldn't have got that spot to get lucky. That's those blessings, those random, you know, things that happen, it's like, okay, it was, it was random, but I see it as like, okay, if I didn't do this, yeah. yesterday or for the last three months it probably wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have been in that position to receive yeah, totally. it: Yeah, totally. Yeah, we did slow sales about the jet in September and I was like, beat myself up, but I was like, i just going to continue focusing on doing our daily activities and yeah, it's going to like, you know, I was watching a Kobe video the other day and he said something along the lines of the results, no matter whether they're positive or negative, they're going to happen. So understanding that life is cyclical, is cyclical the word, Understanding that it's just a cyclical process of ups and downs. Once you detach yourself from that result, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's what you got to do. Yeah. Talk about the grind. What's, (laughs) what's your routine looking like? My routine? I think I shifted a couple hours. I wake up at 540 and I do my morning routine before I go to the gym. You're back in the gym though. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. And run. So yeah, 5.40, wake up. I have a 24 hours, uh, one of these mason jars with 24 hours of water and take Himalayan sea salt and fresh squeezed lemon, like natural electrolytes. So like my wife and I have this like personal rule. Like we have to drink full one of those before we have coffee, Mm. like you have to rehydrate. Okay. So I do that while I do my my daily meditation. I usually sit on the front porch or in the winter I'll sit inside i have to do it in the morning yeah. i want to like potentially forget it at night so i do that every day and i do the bible app every day right after that I do the burst of the day it's like seven minutes or so yeah so i'm at using one app bible it's the bible app yeah it's uh so i'm at 156 days in a row on that right like, so it's pretty solid and then i will um i'll read 10 pages Damn. and i will read through on evernote here on my phone i have a list of like my goals and core values and like affirmations and things like that. I read through that out loud. And I do my morning social media posting, having some coffee by this time. And then I'll go to the gym or I'll go for a run. I'm back, breakfast with the kids before they go to school. And uh and then I'm like in the office by eight thirty or nine. Nice. So and work. my whole morning is like shifted like two hours. <laughs> and then I go to bed at nine thirty. So Okay. You know, I want to get that quality sleep. How am okay. What's that? Go ahead, go ahead. No, I track my sleep on my Apple Watch. I like to get seven and a half hours of, of net sleep. So, like, I might be in bed for eight hours, but like, if you're waking up <laughs> middle midnight or whatever, adding seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half net. So, that's my, that's my routine. Okay. How many hours a week are you logging in work? Uh, so, usually it's like nine to, well, lately it's been a little bit more. It's been a heavy s- nine to seven, I'd say. Okay. 10 hours? Yeah. Five days a week? Yeah. Weekends, I'll do more like I'll read a little bit more. I'll do some journaling. I'll write some content. I'll usually do that before the kids wake up. Like, I have my couple hours in the morning. Yeah. Um, so I'll do a little bit more of that stuff on the weekend, like more of like thinking about the business and things like that. Working, thinking, work. Yep. That's working, man. I'm not, I never, like, I very rarely do I touch my computer on the weekends. Oh, wow. So it's more just like thinking about things. Okay creative problem because you need that like visionary time yeah like sitting here and just like put the phone down just like thinking i'm Medi- meditating on on everything personal business and then running that's what i think of like everything like you know bam, that's when all the ideas flow up. really when i work out i shut it off man music is turned all the way up okay Damn, can't think of anything but the next set okay that's cool when i'm working out it's music when i'm running it could be podcast music depends okay Going back to what you said, like on the weekends, you're saying you're doing that every morning? Like basically the visionary stuff in the morning? Yeah, because on the weekends, like, so during the week I try to go to the gym before the kids are like up so I can have breakfast with them before school. But on the weekends, I'll just kind of do maybe a couple hours of like my routine and reading and stuff in the morning. They'll wake up maybe at breakfast, maybe go to the gym a little bit later, you know? yeah, have more flexibility on the weekends, you know? Okay, interesting. I find, weekends are the fun time to, to to basically let your mind free and let, let like yeah that visionary stuff like i i, I love that you said that because i can i relate to it during the week you're kind of in the middle of it right yeah we're still in our business so we're working both on our businesses but we're still involved in our businesses so it's hard to have that time and that time to really jot your like your creative side out and not, like let it out totally so we're like i'll watch youtube videos like in, with intention like i'm not scrolling random yeah shit a lot of visionary are like Part of the visionary's job is R&D, like research and development. Hell yeah. So like, I like What's this guy doing, I really like this guy's content. Like, why do I like it so much? Yeah. You know, how do I implement it? Right? How long are his videos? What's his background I look like? How's he editing it? Like, I'm always looking at that stuff. Yeah. R&D. and d Research and development. Oh yeah. Yeah, like a product company like Nike will have r and like a whole team of R&D that research different things. Like, I do that a lot as well. Yeah. That comes from EOS. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the things they, they teach. And this is now, and like, the kids, our kids are 11 and 8, so they're, like, they're around on the weekends, they're hanging out with us. Now, like, a little bit more, they're hanging out with friends, so might as <laughs> will have, like, three hours in a uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm not turning on the football game or the base? I had four hours yesterday, because, like, family went to the soccer game, and it was, like, Sunday, NFL football, I'm, like... Not interested? Zero. Yeah. yeah. Grew up, like, I go to Joe game. I'll yeah. go to games that's the experience yeah. and personally i lost the desire to like it's crazy how it switches like your 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 hobbies your the things that you were interested in right growing up i was obviously into sports i knew everything that was going on yeah football basketball soccer yeah. and then eventually you get so tuned into your basically your vision and you become the main character of your own movie it's like all right i care about i, I care about what i'm doing like i'm, I'm focusing on me and yeah you don't really have time to Give your energy, you get your time, energy, your resources. You don't have time to give them to those other things. I mean, like, you and I have talked about it. Like, I go hang out with, like, friends. They might be talking about, like, movies or sport. Yeah. And it's stuff. Tough. It's tough. Like, you're kind of like a fish out of fish out of water, right? Yes. Isn't it weird? But then when you get around the people that are, you know, like, does yeah, like this, you can actually, I haven't had a conversation like this, I don't think. It was with Kenny. Really? Yeah. With Kenny? I'm <laughs> <Hey>, Michigan. <Yeah. laughs> Kenny, you know where over here, buddy he visited uh back in the spring i think or spring or summer and i was like i was like dude this is my this is my person man like this is the type of person i i can i really enjoy being around other than that it's it's, it's tough to to relate it really is a, it's a challenge and it sucks you know you like like friends growing up like i have i had an awesome friend group growing up and we got along and we did everything together we were super tight and now it's like my brother's one of my brothers still hangs out with a lot of them and i have nothing against them but like it's 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 hard to relate when you're in a different world when your mindset is in a different place it's, it's freaking challenging man. all right so letting me write a questions, kind of wrap it up yeah yeah the whole time yeah. before you uh I know your your bedtime see it's a dinner time all right dinner time yeah right. so let's see you get you win a contest and you get to work with Taylor Swift uh, in a marketing campaign for Braga Brothers Contracting for three months how are you going to utilize her fame to help you expand and grow your brand? Wow, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I figure we're I'm going to be doing a lot of singing. My brothers and I will probably be uh singing a lot, doing some uh shooting some music videos. I think uh, I think we have the personality to get in front of the camera and do something like that. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. What's your next travel destination? Uh, we're going to Brazil on December 15th when we wrap up the year for a missionaries trip with our mom's nonprofit and then uh we're going to be traveling a little bit of Brazil, me and my brothers and I. Awesome. For how long? It's going to be from December 15th till January 3rd. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Good for you. Yep. What uh, What book are you reading currently? No books. Okay. I started the year very strong, a uh, couple books, but uh, since then, have been very busy. So since March, we've had our best month on top of best month, basically our best month every month since March. So I haven't really had time for anything, but okay, business advice i don't know thanks for all your time man anything else that you want to make sure that you get out to the to the world to the to the millions and millions of (laughs) (laughs) people stay true to yourself man stay true to yourself don't let other people uh sway your opinion of yourself and the confidence that you have in yourself because that's what a lot of people are going to try and do i would say uh that'd be my advice for people awesome love it thanks for having me on all right, it's brother. Been a pleasure, bro. Absolutely. It's been a long time coming, too. I know we tried this like 10 times, but hey, it's all a good size. perfect weather, perfect night, all good.